0: Now welcoming our next podcast guest, Raylan Henson. She is a 21-year-old student at Central Methodist University and is actually the first personal friend of mine to have on the podcast, so I'm extremely excited. Raylan, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, man?
0: (laughs) I'm good. How was your day? Uh, Just busy.
1: I had a lot of schoolwork and I celebrated my friend's 21st birthday today, so that was really
0: good. Oh shoot, that's fun. Can you please give us a little background on who you are and where you are in life right now at the moment?
1: Okay, so I'm Raylan Marie Henson. Um, I'm originally from around Clever, Missouri. I uh, graduated from Clever High School in 2016. Um, I have two younger siblings. Um, I kind of, right now, I uh, attend Central Methodist University. I came here on a volleyball scholarship. However, I did decide to um, retire my sophomore year. Shoot, I didn't even know that. I didn't
0: know you played volleyball.
1: I played volleyball all throughout high school and college and now I just play rec league so I'm an intramural per, intramural champ yep same here
0: <laughs> I am retired <laughs> yeah so um
1: and then I was president of my sorority here uh delta pi omega and um sweetheart for phi delta theta sigma alpha pi so I, that's really cool I love my boys and what's your major I, again I'm business management, and then I'm getting my minor in psychology.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. Because
1: I love the study of people.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's amazing. You'd be the perfect person for it, too. <laughs> so we're going to dive right into your story. I personally love your story. It's one that hits really hard, and it is hard to hear. But ever since you told me, you've been a huge inspiration to me, honestly. That's why I'm so glad you came on. Oh, uh, thank you. Of course. So what you went through growing up was a case of sexual abuse, and <laughs> it was with your stepdad, correct? Correct. Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. And so before trouble started with your stepdad, how did he treat you? What's your earliest memories with him? So
1: my earliest memory. So my, oh, pa- well, I'll kind of just give you a background. because yes. My life kind of jumped around. Um, my parents split up like within six months of me being born. And then my mom, I, I don't really know the full story, um, but something happened. She met my stepfather Jason, and um, he, they started dating, my grandparents said, no, you need to move back to Texas with Raylan. we wanted to have a good life, and they were like, well, no, my mom was like, I don't, I don't want to live with you guys, um, after my grandparents had just bought a brand new house for me my, me and my mom to live in, um, for me to grow up with a, you know, a decent upbringing, and uh, so then my mom decided that that was not the plan, so my father, uh, my real father decided, hey, if you give me custody of Raylan, or just give me Raylan, I will buy you a bus ticket so you can get away from your parents. And so at that moment, at that moment my mom had decided that she was going to give me up um, and go live with my stepfather, my now stepfather. And uh, she did that. And, and then uh, around the age of six, around six years old, I remember I would see my mom, but I don't remember much. Um, and when I would go home, when I would you know go to visit my mother and Jason and then my little brother, um, it was just very traumatic. I remember my stepfather would just get on top of me, kind of like like he was like suffocating me. Like he would yeah. just lay on top of me, and I like couldn't breathe, and I didn't know what was going on. And then my little brother would bite me, and like I, they were very abusive. And so I would never want to go home to my mother. Um, and so I'd always want to stay with my father. And then at some point, my mom decided that she wanted to get custody of me again and start her own family. And so then she had lied to the police. Um, at least this is what I suspect.
0: So how old, old um, are you right now? When she at wanted...
1: At age, I was around 6, 7. I was around 7 or 8. Maybe. No, I think I was 6, 7. Somewhere around there. Okay, yeah. Um, I think I was in... I was about to start second grade. Um, and... I, you know, I knew I wanted to stay with my dad and I just remember being ripped away from my dad, the police coming and, um, being ripped away and, you know, trying to force a smile. I ran to the closet actually, whenever I saw the police come because I didn't want to be with my mother. Um, and then stepfather, my mom around the ages of, I think it was like eight, 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 seven, eight. Um, she got diagnosed with cervical cancer and that's kind of when the abuse had started. Um, see. Um, Jason, my mom had also just had my little sister, um, and then she, you know, got the cancer, and, um, Jason would, like, take me to, like, it'd be in the hallway, and he would just kind of put my head near his genitalia, and, I, like, at the at that age, you don't really know what's going on, um, of you're course. just kind of, this is weird, you know, I, I don't know what's going on, you're supposed to be, like, a father figure, I don't know, and I, I didn't know what was going on. And of course not. You're then, so young. Exactly. And then he would uh, – then I kind of started realizing, okay, this is not what's supposed to be happening. And then he would – I was like, okay, well, I have to go to the bathroom when I knew it was going to start. And I would run in the bathroom. And then he would go wherever. And my mom's still in the house at this point. She's in the back because she, um, you know, just got – she just had surgery for cancer. I can't believe that. And, and so I would be like, I have to go to the bathroom because I, I just didn't know – and then he would he ran somewhere got a condom and then he'd come to the bathroom where i was and would make me give him oral sex and i i mean at the time again i don't know what's going on but i know this is wrong and so then around the ages of 13 um things progressed to more and that's when i was like starting to get scared because my mom was then at this time working full-time during the day and he would be like, Raylan, come. to He would, you know, I'd be in the swimming pool I with my little brother it. and yeah. sister, and he would be like, Raylan, come to the bathroom, or come to the bathroom. And That's horrifying. My siblings would be like, Raylan, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know, probably having to go clean or something, because I don't want them to know what's going on, because I'm scared. Because he would tell me like, if you say something, I'm going to kill your family, or I'm going to kill you, mm. or, and you're just like, you're. It's like you're stuck, and i i mean i would do whatever and he'd be like does this feel good i'm like no i don't like this and i would just freeze and then he would like yell at me and then um i just i just remember like feeling so mortified and then he would say things like you're ugly and like you're worthless and all this other stuff belittling
0: you so you feel even more isolated yeah
1: exactly and so he would say things like that, and I mean, it still it still messes with me today. Like I can't even oh, like, I can't accept imagine accept a compliment, accept a compliment fully from someone. Um, and he would I don't know why I'm getting emotional right now. Oh <laughs> um,
0: no, no, I am. Like this is this story is just a lot. Um,
1: and so then he would um things that progressed, and I don't like saying that he took my virginity because I don't like letting I don't
0: no fuck that you can't let him have that
1: no and so i just say he took a piece of me that should not have been taking at that young and because then things progressed to even more and you know he would even come in the middle of my room in the middle of the night like at 2 a.m and he would i would find him under my covers and i i I'm, i'm trying to pretend that i'm sleeping so i would roll around and move and um freak out and so then finally i decided that i can't do this anymore i like I'm physically exhausted and I'm so stressed. So I decided to tell my mother. Do you remember her, like
0: what was the last straw? Like, or do you not really recall? Like it was just, was it a I, certain day? I just
1: remember when he tried, he did when he penetrated me. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, this yeah. is not, this is not something that's supposed to be ha- happening. You're supposed to be a father figure. Like, this is not, not a okay. thing. Like, I have a little sister and I don't want her to have to go through this stuff. Um, and it still scares me to this day. Because my little sister still lives at home. She's
0: still down there, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I pray to God that he wouldn't do anything like that to her because she is only, not. I mean, Jazzy's thirteen now. No, she's about to be thirteen. Um, and yeah. you know, that's his, that's his flesh and blood. So I would, I pray, um, in the most craziest way that it wouldn't happen to her. I'd rather me take that. Um,
0: it's so just mortifying. Because I love my little
1: sister. But yeah, I remember writing my mom a note saying, "Jason's touching me inappropriately." Um, and it said something like, something along that line. I, there, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so they had some friends over, and they went back into the back room to get high, because they would always go back and get high. They, I remember sneaking back there, when they all went to the kitchen to go get some food. And I went and put it in my mom's purse. So if my mom saw it at work or right. something like that, um, well, turns out my mom she did see it, uh, that night, and she, she called me, yelled, was yelling, and I could see, she was hysterical, like, I knew she was upset that this had happened to me, but, you know, so we drove around that night, and I remember vividly her and Jason yelling, and Jason was like, no, Jessica, don't leave me, like, I, I won't ever do it again, yada, 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 oh and my
0: god, I just can't him, imagine, him,
1: him saying those kind of things, and I was, I'm scared, like, shitless at this point in, honestly because I don't know be. what to do yes and I was like I don't want to die I don't want him to take a gun to me I don't like I don't want I just don't I'm so I, and I was like I should not have felt like I was breaking up my family but I had every right because I don't consider him a piece of my family
0: because of course that's not
1: that's not I don't think that's how family members should treat one another and my mom then got in the car and we drove around to like 3 a.m. around Branson because um, where I'm from it's like 30 minutes from Branson And, uh, I remember us driving around and then she would be like, okay, so what do you want me to do? And and she was like, well, do I leave them? And I was like, well, I think that's what you should do. I I don't, I don't, I'm scared. And she was like, well, well, I don't know. I, I, I just don't want your siblings to grow up without a father. Like you had to.
0: Oh, that just makes me so angry. It's, and I- How could like you react like that as a mom? Exactly.
1: And that's kind of what made me feel like, okay, well, I guess I'm not worth anything, um, for my own mom not to care. Yeah. And so she, I mean, it, it kind of stopped. But then, like, there'd be times where he'd be like, "Oh, I, I just wanna, um, I just wanna check your head for lice or whatever," and then would pull my head down there and like put, like, push my head close to his oh genitalia. And then um, he would, like, I would be sleeping in the middle of the night, and I, and like, I would see him come into my room, like and I would wear, like, I would purposely tie my pants, my pajama pants, no matter how hot it was, even if it was the summertime, I would tie my pants as hard as they could, so, so he couldn't sad. take them off, and I'm, like, 16 at this point, and I'm, yeah. you know, trying to yell, like, but I can't, I, you just, some girls have not even had yell. their
0: first kiss by now, like, the fact exactly. you had to worry about that stuff,
1: so he, like, and I would try to do everything, and I remember I wanted to, I would want to scream and yell for help, but I was, like, I don't, I was like, maybe if I just keep rolling around, he'll leave me alone, and then, um, that's why I, I like, I just don't like to go home very much, because it just brings back a lot of trauma for me, and it's hard for me to kind of be there, because it's, I don't know, I just, I guess I don't feel like I was wanted by my own mother, and then I don't want, but it's hard, because I want to see my little sister, and I want to love on her, and give her all the love in the world, and, like, make sure she knows that if anything, you know, if I mean I don't want to tell her what happened because I just I don't think I could get the words out
0: yeah it's so hard
1: explain I mean I haven't even told my little brother Um, Mm. and it's just it's just scary to think like what if that did happen to my little brother and he just never spoke out but right and um, you're
0: close to Jason's mom too aren't you like that's like your grandma and she doesn't know either
1: well and speaking of that like on top of that so I guess my mom she decided to call me the past few weeks and she was like well i think jason and i are getting a divorce
0: no and really was
1: like, and what yeah she. It, this was like this last week claire i didn't even
0: me. know what yeah oh my gosh she,
1: she called me and she was like well i think um me and jason are getting a divorce and i was like i mean honestly i was in like the weirdest way i was like well it's about time you should have done that and i was like you never should have married him because after i had told her he he had not even thought about he didn't want marriage with my mother didn't want anything and then after I told her about what happened he proposed right he proposed that's ridiculous my mom had called and then yesterday actually she was like I think you need to tell your grandma Kathy Jason's mom about what Jason did to you and I was like you don't get to control that I was like because I had to keep that bottled up for so long right if I want if I want grandma Kathy to know I will tell her but I was like you do not get the right the ride or anything like that and and i was like i know exactly like i i didn't say this but i was like i know exactly what she's doing i was like you're just being manipulative and you want me to say something so you can get custody of my sister and i was like i think it's bullcrap because you did not choose me you chose jason from day one from taking that bus ticket exactly it's just it's frustrating because as much and i mean i'm i have such a i will say i do have a big heart and i let people walk all over me and it's hard because like i want to let my mom in like I want a mom like I'm so envious of people who get to have a really close relationship with
0: their mom oh no so. trust me like me and me and you have talked about it and <laughs> I am I couldn't agree more like sometimes I mean not sometimes all the time I go over to people's houses and you just look at how functional their family is sometimes and you're just you're, you're envious you're jealous like but in the end like you are an amazing person and yeah. you're shaped so well because of this and i don't wish this upon anyone and like you don't deserve any of it but at the same time it's like everything does happen for a reason and i just hope that he gets the karma he deserves you know
1: yeah i i pray that like something happens and you know for god's on god's green earth or whatever the saying is that he gets the justice but it's also like it's sad because within our justice system they couldn't do anything yes. because it happened for so long ago the only person that would step forward which also like it's not really that i'm the only person because i remember so my mom and my mom has a mother um she doesn't have a very close relationship with her real mother and my aunt um but my aunt was like my aunt's very care um carefree honestly we're the same person mm-hmm. um, so we we're just very go with the flow we like to have fun Um, and she, my aunt said, I want to go home early from the trip. And my grandma, Lisa was like, why? And she was like, well, I like Jason's just giving me really creepy vibes. I don't, I don't think I can be around this. And so she was like, well, I don't know. And then come to find out, like, so my mom stopped her relationship with her real mother and her sister, um, because like, just because Uh, Jason tried to do something to Amber, my aunt. And I was like, you know, it's, you know about this, like it's a cycle. And like, she's still to this day, like I, the other day when she called, I tried saying, well, do you think something's happened? Do you think what he did to me happened to your sister? Your, I mean, but Amber, she was 22 at this time. uh, When they, when I last saw them. I see. And she, uh, my mom's like, well, no, 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 no. I don't think that, like, I think she's just in denial that like, obviously other people get creepy vibes like even my best friend growing up she even said that like how jason gave her creepy vibes and like i would catch him looking at my friends when i would bring them over like staring at their buds and stuff like that disgusting i and i you know i just wanted to scream and yell and like a lot of my friends would be like raymond why don't you have people over and i'm like well i don't want to um i mean but of course i couldn't i come from such a small town like if i was to speak you know say something they would look at me weird right or like they would look at me as like the cry me woe and I'm not someone who's like I don't take pity or anything like that like obviously I I mean I went through some stuff and very traumatic things like abuse and sexual abuse and all that like I'm not gonna like I just don't like to be, like, down on, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Like, I never spoke about my problems until college. Like, throughout high school, I was just like, yeah, I'm, like, I try to be perfect on the outside, and, like, it just, it's not realistic, especially when you have to deal with trauma.
1: Exactly. Like, if you looked at my social media, like, you would think, oh, pretty little sorority girl, but, like, if you actually know, like, the deeper side, then you know that, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of things that, like, she struggles with. And that's why I get so like frustrated. Like some freshman girl the other day was saying how sororities are stupid. And I was literally like, I don't, please don't ever say that again because if it was not for my sorority, I will not be able
0: to speak out. That I cannot relate me. more. I know there are stereotypical <laughs> things to sororities, but honestly the people I've met in mind, like they've changed my life and they've helped me deal with all my problems and trauma so I can relate very yeah, hard to that. Like,
1: I would not have been able to tell my grandparents. And I finally just told my grandparents this summer like, completely told them everything that had happened. Like, I will say it was because of, like, my sorority and them giving me that backbone that I I really needed, and my significant other being, like, you need to come to terms with things.
0: Yes, of course, of course. So, basically, after you told your mom you're, like, 17, right? And then... (laughs) after that nothing really happened she didn't make anything change so did you deal with that and like go through high school and then graduate and then your escape was college or like did you just get out of that immediately
1: so my escape was college it Same. was I'm just gonna leave this place and I'm not gonna look back and I I mean the really the last time I was back was for my friend's um funeral it was it was for his funeral and I mean that was still giving me so much you know stress and then um well, actually, I lied. I also went back for homecoming because I was homecoming queen and I had to give the crown. Of oh, my right, freshman right. Year. Yeah. Uh, but this time I was dating my significant other and him and one of his best friends. They went down with me and, like, Logan was like, Raylan, why are you shaking? And I was like, I'm just really anxious. Like, as I don't anyone know. would
0: be, yeah, if they were you.
1: And so it was just, I was kind of stressed because also, like, high school was okay, but not really. Like, even though I was homecoming queen, prom queen, like, it still wasn't. The most prettiest place like my high school is one of those like small judgy judgy schools and yeah there's just a lot of like pettiness
0: so after all that's happened how do you cope like how what advice would you give to people who need coping with their trauma
1: i mean i i just think like the only thing is like you could take it day by day um i tried the whole keeping a journal that really did nothing for me my thing is just like the more you talk about it the more it becomes real even if that means sitting in your mirror and talking about it to yourself that helped me because I was like okay I can actually speak about this and I need to speak about this because it's it's not okay what happened I don't want it to happen to some other girl or some younger person because you know like I we come from a generation that's like the me generation and everything's about me where like they, they cope with things on social media but just because you cope with it on social media does not mean you're actually coping with it now it is like a I mean I'm a I'm a advocate of the finsta because that's where I go if I need to like just um if I would say if you were to cope with it like through the social media only put people who like you really who give you that joy that like I have a few friends on there that I know that I could count on for anything and if I'm saying something like they're not gonna say anything to anyone else about it like they're gonna keep it with me or they'll come knocking on my apartment door saying man what are you doing yeah
0: no I agree so much like social media is so toxic nowadays it's like everyone just is trying to look perfect and like when I started talking about stuff in real life for the first time it was so hard it was like I almost like lied about the stories I had and like I was like getting like you know beating around the bush but I don't know. Once you start talking about it, it's like you can start dealing with it internally too because you say it out loud. It's not like you're, it's haunting you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, I I mean, I couldn't agree with that more because I mean, I could even say with my social media day, it just shows like the highlights of my life. Like it doesn't show the low lights, but I'm also like, I don't want everyone to see my low lights because I don't want someone to see the low parts of my life that I'm not close with. Yeah, because Um, you're
0: praising your, you know, high moments. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And like, I also love being able to look back and be like, okay, wow, I was so happy at this point. I need to get back to this person. And it's kind of like a reality check to me, though, at the same time. However, like, I'll also just catch myself scrolling and then I'll see like the perfect little family. And I'm just like, why couldn't I have? Or like, when I will like read the Bible or anything like that, I'm like, why did I have to go through this? Like, yeah. What did I do so wrong? And I hate, I hate doing that to myself because I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. You did. I was just in a crappy environment
0: oh of course no I agree completely so do you have any final words or anything you'd like to say other than the questions I gave
1: I just think that like the only thing I could say is just be true to yourself and like if you have problems like there's therapists there's plenty of ways to like go get help and like don't feel afraid to like tell someone like I mean I was I was stuck and I know it's hard to tell someone because you're stuck yeah you you literally freeze up And it's just sad because our society today, like there's so many people who are pedophiles and like, you know, child molesters, rapists, all of that, sex traffickers. Like there's so much danger and it's just, if you feel endangered in any way, like I think the best thing you can do is just go tell someone, even if it means going telling the Casey's cashier that like, hey, something's going on. I need someone to talk to that's non-biased because it's just, it's not okay to hold those things inside. And, like, when you keep holding those demons, like, that's when, one, they get to win, and that's not fair for them I winning because they're taking a, a piece of you that never should have been taken in the first place. I think that's my only final thoughts, And but I also, like, want to say that, like, you can get through anything, you know, you just have to keep, like, a strong head on your shoulders and know that, like, they're not going to get to take, ruin my day. I I'm not that. gonna let them ruin my day because I'm living my life and I'm in a completely complete like completely content place in my life right now of course and so that's kind of why I choose like not to let you know any of that stuff or like the demons try and get to me I don't I don't mean like demons
0: like, but, like no I know what you mean <laughs> I say that too yeah the, like bad things well Raylan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast your story is one that hits really hard and you're so brave for sharing it I know so many people appreciate it more than you know I know it's hard
1: thanks buddy i'm so happy you let me on here oh
0: my gosh i'm so happy you're my first friend on here like it's so <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i can't wait to post it thanks. all right i'm gonna hop off and get to it so i can publish it tonight but uh yeah oh. thank you so much well thank you pal. <laughs> i can't
1: wait for our next mizzou
0: game i know i, I can't wait you. we're gonna rage <laughs> we're gonna celebrate the podcast accordingly <laughs> okay thank you love you Love you too. all right bye, bye.